welcome to True Crime with Mari. Here we sit down and shed some light on true crime that is never really heard of or talked about. From past crimes to our recent present, let's go through the facts of each case from backstory to where they are now. A small note and disclaimer before we start. This case deals with heavy topics such as children, abuse, sexual assault, rape, body mutilation, and finally, murder. This crime, we will be covering two sisters who have puzzled and haunted the intellects of France to this day. No one really understands why, and there is a lot of speculation, but no one really knows. I also want to say that I apologize if my pronunciation is wrong in any way, shape, or form, as this case takes place in France, and I myself don't speak French. Now going into their childhood. Christine Papin was born on March 8, 1905, and Léa Papin was born on September 15, 1911, in Le Mans. Their mother, Clémence Melanie de Ray, was born 1879, and she passed away in 1957. And their father, Gustave Prosper Papin, was born 1875, and passed away in 1925. The Papin family definitely isn't your average nuclear family. Gustave Papin was an abusive alcoholic, and Clemence de Ray was said to be a woman with low morals and that she wasn't suited to be a mother. Their relationship from the beginning was very tumultuous, and rumors of infidelity constantly followed. The couple's first child was Amelia. She was born in 1901 and she passed away in 1986. It was reported that both the mother and Amelia were frequently verbally and physically abused by Gustave. The next born being Christine Papin in 1905, and she was immediately sent away to be raised by Gustave's sister. Six years later, in 1911, Leia Papin was born. Sometime after she was born, Clemence finds out that nine-year-old Amelia was being raped and sexually assaulted by Gustave. The couple filed for a divorce and Amelia was sent to Le Bon Pasteur, which was a Catholic orphanage that was said to be a place that took in, quote, disgraced women and girls, end quote. Soon after the divorce, Christine was sent to Le Bon as well, while Leah was sent to live with Clemence's great-uncle. All the sisters were said to have flourished in their environment. Amelia had taken her vows to become a nun, and Christine had wished to follow in her footsteps, which had enraged Clemence, as she wished to have all the girls return to her when they came of working age to work in as living maids. She deemed Amelia a lost cause, and had Christine return home and had her find a job in the bourgeois households in the city. Clemence's great-uncle had passed away, and so Leia was sent to Le Bon Pasteur until she was about 15 years old, and then she was sent back home to begin working as a servant with Christine. I just want this to be known. I'm not going into their childhood so that it can have anyone pity them or excuse them for their crimes. They, that they had committed. These crimes will always be inexcusable, whether they had a good childhood or not, because there are people who come from good backgrounds and committed depraved and utterly atrocious things. But 
This somewhat gives us a background to the type of kids they were beforehand. Now leading up to the murders. The sisters would never stay long at their jobs because Clemence was unhappy with their pay and would force them to quit in order to find better paying jobs. Now the sisters, Leia and Christine, were said to have formed a very close bond and would actively look for each other if they had spare time or days off. In about 1926, Christine had landed a job working as a maid and cook for a retired solicitor. Monsieur René Lancelin, his wife, Leonie, and their youngest daughter, Genevieve. After a few months of work, Christine was said to have a very good work ethic and was able to eventually convince the family to allow Leia to work in the mansion as well. When they had time off, they would go to church, the local market, and also uh, to see a fortune teller who had told them that their souls had been tied together in a previous life or incarnation as husband and wife, which would explain their close bond. It was said that the Lancelins had thought very highly of the girls and had a close relationship with the women. However, locals and previous employers thought they were cold and distant. Christine was said to be a hard worker, but could be insubordinate if she thought the work was below her while Leia was an introvert and obedient. The sisters eventually became cl so close with the madame that they had begun to see her as a mother figure as well, as even going as far to call her Maman. Madame Lancelin had even put a stop to the girls sending their earnings to their mother. For a few years, everything would go amazingly for the sisters and the Lancelin family, but eventually that changed. The longer the sisters worked for the family, the more they were criticized and scrutinized for their work by Leonie. There was said to be a time where there was an encounter between Leah and Leonie, where she had taken and pinched Leah nonstop until she cleared up a scrap of paper she had missed while sweeping. The girls had discussed what had happened and decided if something were to happen again, that they would defend themselves. And defend themselves they did. On February 2nd, 1933, Madame Lancelin and Genevieve returned home from shopping and found the house completely dark. Christine had explained that a faulty iron had blown a fuse for the second time that week. An argument ensued and Christine was fed up. She had lunged at Genevieve and had gouged out her eyes with her bare hands. Christine had gotten Leah to join in, and she held Madame Lancelin, and was ordered by Christine to gouge out her eyes as well. At this point, the two women were blinded and lying on the ground. The sisters went to the kitchen and came back with a knife and a hammer. They then proceeded to cut and bludgeon Leonie and Genevieve until they had died. Christine and Leah had defiled their bodies, and it was just complete overkill that had lasted for 30 minutes while also preparing to cook the bodies. They retired to their room and waited. When the mother and daughter didn't meet up with Monsieur Lancelin and his son-in-law at around 6.30, 7 o'clock, they decided to head back to the house and found it dead bolted and totally dark, except for a flickering candle in the servants' quarters. They contacted the police and they arrived and entered the house to find the scene of the crime. 
The officers had ordered for the father and son-in-law to stay outside while they went upstairs to look for the sisters, afraid that they had met the same fate. As they approached the room, they heard hushed whispers, and when they knocked at the door and had gotten no answer, they had broken the lock and um, had found the sisters inside. The way they were acting inside is mixed, and there are a few renditions. Some sources say Christine and Leo Papin were found inside naked, covered in blood, and holding each other. Another source says they, they were found inside again, naked, covered in blood, but instead were kissing and holding each other, which, with them doing that and their close relationship, is what would earn them the name as the incestuous French maids. The sisters were immediately taken into custody, separated, and questioned. They had claimed it was in self-defense, and in their trial, both of them would go on to protect each other by claiming sole responsibility for the murder. Their defense attorney had pleaded insanity, which would have been believable at the time, and had told the jury to take into account their abusive upbringing. However, the prosecution told the jury that three doctors had assessed them and had said they were sane and present at the moment. Christine had gotten the death penalty but was commuted to life, life imprisonment. Leia had gotten the more lenient sentence and was sentenced to 10 years. Their prison life. During their separate prison life, it was said that Christine's mental health declined rapidly because she wasn't allowed to see Leah. It said that she went on strike, refused to eat, and would have violent fits, and was confined to a straitjacket after threatening to gouge out her own eyes. Eventually, the governor allowed a visit. However, it was cut extremely short when they had gotten sexual with each other and they had to be separated once again. After a few years, Christine was transferred to an asylum in Renee's. Christine had fought hard to be placed with her sister and refused to eat, and on May 18, 1937, she died at age 32 and was said to have wasted away, and that was her cause of death. Leah, however, was a model prisoner and was released in 1941 after serving her sentence for eight years and was let out due to good behavior. She had then moved in with her mother in Nantes and was able to work as a maid in a hotel under alias. It's said that she lived out her life and passed away in 2001. And if you choose to look up, there are a few movies and I'm sure books uh, about the case and I would recommend looking more into it because it's very interesting, I'd say, and it's something to look into. Now, I apologize if this episode was really short. It's pretty open and shut. And thank you for sitting down with me today and listening to me tell you about Leia and Christine Papin. Now stay happy, stay healthy, and stay lovely, because I hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.